Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables and new technologies supported by more data and IT systems are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome back after our year-end break to a new episode of DNVGL Talks Energy and a Happy New Year to everyone. My guest today is Ludovic Lassauce, Director IoT and Mobile Solutions of Tata Communications. Welcome, Ludovic. Good morning, Matthias, and thank you for welcoming me. Yeah, great to have you here. Ludovic, today we want to talk about uh, Tata's uh, strategy or vision enable everyone and everything in the world to become seamlessly connected. But before we start with this, it would be great if you could introduce yourself as well a little bit what Tata Communications is doing. Uh, absolutely. Uh, th thanks, Matthias. So, um, talking about myself, um, who I am is a very passionate tech entrepreneur, and um, that probably comes from the fact that uh, I was uh, inspired during my young age from uh, um, anticipation movies that uh, shows a world driven by machines. So I, I always um, actually um, anticipated um, a convergence that will happen between the uh, IT uh, telecommunication and uh, and electronic um, as um, underpinning foundation of uh, a next um, economic boom or economic revolution, if you want to say. So um, basically contributing to that vision has always been the engine of my uh, career, uh, which I realized either in a, a smaller startup company like um, NetSize, which was acquired lately by Gemalto, or Jasper Wireless, which was acquired by uh, by Cisco, or creating new business within large organization uh, uh, like Ericsson, uh, Singapore Power, and now Tata Communication. So um, at Tata Communication, I'm I'm responsible for uh, an emerging mobile connectivity business uh, for IoT and, and human con mobility in the um, Asia Pacific region. Uh, we call that business Tata Communication Move, and that's the name for global mobility offering that basically uh, enables borderless mobile experience uh, so that any mobile device can seamlessly connect uh, and be managed over a set of API, whether they are in the world on any mobile network. And Move basically leverage uh, Tata Communications relationship with over 600 mobile operators and uh, a leading global network that is currently fueling 24% of the world's internet route. Um, okay, I understand. So I, what I read when um, I visited your website was that uh, Tata's ambition, or Tata's ambition is to connect the world with its program MOVE. Um, can you outline what that means? I think parts of this you explained already, but what is MOVE? Right. So. Um, Many companies and enterprises have been deploying connected solutions for the last uh, 10 years. Um, but we can't really say we have reached a mass market adoption. And that's probably uh, due to uh, the complexity to design and launch such services uh, uh, by, by enterprise. So if you consider the, the, the networks that are supporting communication between the edge device and cloud application, you can see a recent explosion of virus access technology 
um, which show a clear gap in the current offering. Um, so it is calling for simplification, for rationalization. The cost of connecting a device remains still a significant barrier to entry for some IoT solution. On the other hand, we can also see a demand. So um, you just have to create the wrong ground for it. Um, organization that embarks on the digital journey, mobile networks plays a fundamental role, uh, and as most analysts would forecast, because it provides a cost-effective way to reach remote assets or to interact with customers, employees, suppliers, and business partner in real time. So at data communication, it's really important to make the consumption of mobile network for IoT uh, a simple experience to deploy, operate, and secure. This is really our missions, and we want to enable each single device to be born connected um, and being able to connect and stay connected reliably anywhere, anytime at a predictable and affordable cost. So what we, what we think is to achieve this goal, we have to create a different paradigm in how mobile networks shall behave and deliver experience to customer. It introduced new trade-offs where coverage, reliability, security, and scalability have to meet new business requirements. And no matter which stage the customers are in, prototyping or large-scale deployment, networks need to be more pervasive. Companies shouldn't think too hard on how they will get connected or if the device that will basically be deployed somewhere in the world will find a network. A connected IoT device should latch on whichever network is available. Networks need to be reliable with a measured and programmable quality of service uh, with the right level of security. A network needs to be scalable, which means it needs to exhibit a clear declining average cost when customers' volumes are, are growing. So this is what we really mean by, by being board connected. Right, so but the, the one thing I think we discussed also recently here on uh, this Asia IoT Summit was that um, the, the, all this also comes with a lot of different types of um, maybe IoT platforms where connections need to happen and this whole environment gets relatively complex. Um, how do we how do we go about the complexity of these many different systems in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this barrier, it's a direct consequence of a very widespread industry. I mean, there is no IoT as, as such as an industry, but IoT is an enabler of various different industry verticals. And unlike in the mobile traditional mobile telephony, in the world of IoT, the number of different kinds of devices being connected is just astronomical. The number of protocols and languages these devices are using is made it even more complex. So there is no single system today that can harmonize even within a single industry segment such diversity and that's the reason why we have um, so many companies that, that attempt to create the holy grail platform but investment buyer are just huge and, and beyond limits. Take for example the smartphone or, or smart home and, or smart, smart building industry a segment I, I, I'm a bit familiar with and try to have a simple cooking pan that is connected from a vendor A to interact seamlessly with a, a fridge that is delivered by a vendor B, you still have to spend weeks of coding in order to realize that. So for, for any firm that is venturing in IoT to create the right IoT solution, it has to pull together a lot of complex pieces required 
requiring deep knowledge expertise from electronic engineering, embedded software development, radio networking, IP transit security, cloud management, and web design. So it's really a huge investment to consider in people and, and a risk for this company that still haven't a clear view of how digital will play as part of their core business. So there are examples, especially in Singapore, of companies that have tackled that complexity by just making the investment and create a complete separate R&D unit. So that was the case of, of Singapore Power. But how many players can really do that? And, and how far can it run? So, so, so the real question is, what are the other alternatives and, and how this fragmentation can, can slowly disappear? So maybe I can try to answer that, that uh, a little bit here and, and, uh, and, and give some, some sense of sure, what, what we see. So, so if you look at, at IoT value chain, there are really three really key components. You have your edge device, you have the network that carry the data, and then the cloud platform. So what we can see, and there are significant players that are running at large scale in, in each of these three areas. So what really could, could happen is a first consolidation on uh, horizontal consolidation and rationalization with these three areas. So on the network side, of course, at Tata Communication, we, we, we definitely have the ambition to play a critical role here. But on the cloud side and edge computing, you, you can see traditional cloud players such Amazon Web Services or Google or Microsoft that are really making significant investment to take leadership position here and, 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 and consolidate uh, uh, IoT platform. And on the device side, you, you can see movement from, from chipset player like Qualcomm, Intel, or Mediatek that are really stepping up also aggressively. So once a simplification and clarity happens within this, in these three areas, um, there will be a much easier vertical integration of the ecosystems that, that can happen, and so that the final customer can can benefit from a much simpler, secured, and, and scalable systems to run their, their IoT services, and that I think would would probably constitute the engine of future IoT solution. Um, and I would say, as an enterprise decision maker, I would really try to pay attention to and and and, and when making a choice of of what's really behind that that solution. I'm I'm, I'm really um, acquiring and and um, and uh, and and um, and make sure that I, I don't remain in a in a very bespoke or or, or hard to maintain solution. So mm. I think that's that's how I would address this complex uh, point. Okay, so um, very interesting, uh, Ludwig. Uh, so the the issue we still have, I think, to to get the maximum value. Uh, out of a highly connected world would be that people, companies, institutions um, are willing to share the data, which I think is still a bit of an issue today. Um, do you think that we will be able to cut through this the same way we saw this maybe in the private space where people were shy at the beginning, but today nobody really cares anymore uh, to share private information? Sure, and and it's pretty interesting because, um, I mean, we, we always hear the, the idea that Data is now called uh, a new currency. I mean, I mean, going back to economics 101, a currency is 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 more an instrument that, that measure a value for goods and services and and used to to trade. So I'm not sure really we can consider data as a currency uh, according to that definition, given it has 
kind of a relative value, actually. But but we can definitely consider data as a new kind of oil, basically, and oil that has limited value until it has been properly refined for a purpose. And the way to refine data in the IT world is by correlating such data set with other data sets um, to improve a model uh, prediction or to get value to gain valuable insight um, that can be inferred from from such combination so that process requires sharing as no company institution or country will have the capacity to control all the type of data rig that that can be created so today the real cost and buyer is laying in the infrastructure or the ecosystems to 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 really control the collection of data um, it's not really in the processing of it to, to, to my point of view and this is how com companies should see that and use it for their competitive advantage and monetizing purpose so creating the right joint uh, relationship with uh, to enhance their, their own data set and 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 clearly one common fear is that that refrains company from sharing data comes from their anxiety of being disrupt uh, or, or leaving too much value um, um, to a partner with who they will share but it's 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 a bit like saying that you could refine all without the oil coming from the well so that that's it's not going to happen so we can see as we can see more and more success example of such partnership uh, perhaps it will it will uh, help customers to get more comfort and take for example uh, facebook and credit card companies how how they have come together to enhance advertising or now how automotive and insurance company are are starting to work together to create design package so I, I hope uh, we will see more of this example and it will give more and more confidence in 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 people to openly and and, and share data right so um, the kind of relevance of a company will probably then in future rather depend on on these partnerships as you just mentioned or how data is used but not so much who is in the possession of it um, well, I mean, to be in possession of a certain part of a certain data, you need to be able to collect. And, and, and I think the cost and the investment you have to pull to collect uh, this data is, is, uh, is, is quite significant. So um, that's a source of competitive advantage. I mean, it's like when you are in a, going back to my, my mining industry. I mean, the one who are actually uh, able to create most of the value are the one who control actually the, the, the rig or the mines not really the one that are the platform of, of refinement and and whether we can make the same parallel here in the digital world I think there is a sense uh, it's still need to be proven but if you look at the utility industry for example I mean utility company have tremendous amount of data coming out of their network uh, if you want to have the same kind of quality data you need to invest in in a network and that's not a small investment so Okay, you know, understand. Who's better than them can share this kind of data. Okay, so um, a quite open question, second last. And unfortunately, we are coming to an end of this episode already, but second last question, right open. Uh, looking a decade or, or maybe two ahead from now, how will the advancements in communication change our lives substantially? It's always a very difficult question to anticipate, but I'll try to give two examples. Um, First, we are, we are hearing a lot about current experiment in the uh, autonomous car. So think about how autonomous cars will completely transform our driving habits, 
the transportation industry and, and just the society as a whole. Not only will the ability to hail a car to your door completely reverse the notion of car ownership, it will also reduce pollution and, and congestion in most cities. But what's more, area previously used for parking can be totally revamped for different use, enabling smart city planners to use the available real estate space more efficiently. So try now to imagine how a city in the world of tomorrow with massive adoption of autonomous car and other type of device drone would, would just look like. Second example, try to remember the world as it was before the age of mobile phones. Do you remember how painful it was to organize a simple meeting with a friend yes, that you yes. could not easily reach? The anxiety to wait for him without knowing what happened or how long more you would have to wait? See how communication has already profoundly changed our habits in the way we organize our social interaction, creating much more option. Could we have predicted this change 30 years ago? Maybe. Oh, probably so, not, yeah. <clears throat> if you look at 4G networks, they were designed to welcome 50 billion device, connected device. Now we're talking about 5G networks. They will welcome over 500 billion connected device. As more and more electronics and machines will be able to connect to perform tasks on our behalf, we can certainly predict we will all benefit from an economic productivity growing exponentially. However, it is harder to predict how this will morph our way of living into. But it is up to us to really choose uh, how to embrace it, and sooner or later. Right. This, unfortunately, brings me already to my last question for this episode, Ludovic. And I want to tie that back to the theme of the Singapore International Energy Week, Rethinking Energy, Navigating Change. Give us your elevator pitch. How is this relevant for communications, IoT, and mobile solutions? Well, uh, I will take the example of uh, of one project I, I was uh, I was driving when I was in in in, in the energy industry um, a couple of months actually ago. And if you look at the energy data, it actually provides a, a tremendous amount of information on 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 consumer on on how uh, basically consumer behave in their in their in their home uh, offline. And that that amount of information is is uh, uh, is a very interesting um, uh, type of, of of data if you can correlate that with our uh, digital usage and and I think the, there is a real uh, uh, opportunity for utilities to actually uh, um, uh, harvest and tap into that kind of information and and, and find a way to monetize. So um, unfortunately, it's it's a long term uh, uh, investment, but uh, uh, I'll definitely see that paying off uh, and repositioning the uh, uh, utilities as a very central piece of the uh, 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 smart city environment uh, right. with that. Right. Okay. Many thanks, Ludwig. And unfortunately, our time is up, um, but great insights uh, regarding con connectivity and how that is important for the future and will change our lives. And to everybody who listened in, thank you very much. That was Ludwig Lassauce, Director, IoT and Mobility Solutions from Tata Communications. Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit dnvgl.com slash talksenergy.